0: And gentlemen, fourth and trollers, welcome back to fourth and troll fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby, and I'm Wes Selby, and we have got a beautiful show for you guys today. A personal favorite of mine that's right, we're doing smack that, stack that, smack that today. Man, I'm just just (laughs) too excited about it. Stack that, smack that today on today's episode. It is going to be a grand old time. I'm having a little bit of PTSD from the last time we did this. We'll talk about that in just a second, though. Wes, how are things? Oh, How's it going? Right. Oh,
1: amazing. I have had a very full, very fun weekend um, as we are recording here. Uh, my parents were in town. Got to spend a lot of good time with them. Long, fun, active days with them. Showing them around L.A., Um, having nice dinners with them, with my girlfriend, and just having a wonderful time all together. haven't seen them since about uh, the start of this year, so it was really good to see family. Um, And I am tuckered out in the best way possible where it's just (laughs) sunshine and activities, and you're just worn out from all the fun. I'm feeling really good. How are you? How's the weather? It's late June. You doing all
0: right? Um, it's like Satan's butthole, pretty much. Uh, it's, uh, it was, I think it was like 113 degrees today, so it was just, uh, oh my gosh. it was just, it was, as, Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd like to say I'm exaggerating, but if I had to guess, I'm probably not, I've never personally experienced a butthole, so I'll have to just live it up to imagination, no. but. Okay. <clears throat> no, not not yet. I, maybe someday. Um, Comment yeah. down below if you want Noah to experience yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. Titan's butthole. <laughs> it's butthole. That'd be cool. you guys. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's like 113 degrees today. Golly. It's hot, man. It's just it's hot and dry. I, just before we started recording the show, if 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 it wasn't so uh, abs- like just absurdly loud, I would have the uh, uh, swamp cooler running right now as well. I had that running before we started recording just to cool down the room. But yeah, it's, uh, it's warm, but it's good. And it's, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's a fun time. I started, I started golfing recently. I'm not sure if I've talked about that on the show. I don't think not. you have. Are you in <clears> golfing? Uh, I mean, no, Okay. So that's fun. It's like I'm yeah. throwing away dollars, but it's good. It's a good time. Um, I look forward to getting better. Is uh, is I sure. guess is a good way of saying that. I uh, well, <laughs> I'll say this. I, I went with a couple buddies of mine. My, a friend of mine, uh, Josh. He's been asking me for a while to go ahead to when you know when we can go ahead and he golfs a a, free, a, a good amount of time. Uh, he golfs pretty frequently and uh, he's been asking me for a while when. I would come out and play a round of 18 with him. And I was just, dude, I don't know. I'm I'm not good. And he's always like, nobody's good. You just got to come play. Like, that's it. Like, nobody's good at golf. Like, you just got to do it. Uh, And so I went. And, you know, he said that if, if, based on how his first time golfing went and how I golfed, he said I probably would have done better than him. So, you know. Okay.
1: I'm pretty sure I double
0: bogeyed, like, every hole. But as soon as you, like – as long as you get one down the fairway, it's a good time. It's a good time. You feel great. You're just you're just wow. Cool. I'm better than Tiger Woods. It's just you are on top of the world. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> the best thing on earth. So, but it's, but all that being said, it, whenever I golf, it still feels like Saints ball. So there's it's just a oh yeah, the weather doesn't change. Tie a bow on that. Yeah, it's it's, it's it was uh-huh. the perfect time for me to start golfing. Is when it hit the triple digits. It was really brilliant to me to start doing right. that then. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a brilliant, brilliant idea. Um, But, you know what? Maybe we'll, hey, maybe we'll have the triple digits, maybe the the quadruple digits on the listens or views on this episode, huh? What do you think, hey? Oh, my god, Listeners, you want to share the pod on social media? (laughs) The Social media (laughs) content is down below. There you go, all our (laughs) handles. Go ahead and give us a follow while you're here. As always, like, subscribe, ring the bell. It's a fun time. We always love it and appreciate it. We're up to, like, 60 something somewhere in the 60s of youtube subscribers which is really cool
1: it no, was thank like you
0: it was less than 50 before the season started so that so that was cool we, we've jumped a decent amount and just Very uh grateful. just a handful of episodes so that's been really cool to watch those grow cool to grow the fourth and troll family and see more trollers join the troll house troll house I realize we never talked about what our we'll workshop. Our, uh, I mean, we just homes. generally say
1: trollers, but maybe we we'll yeah. leave that in
0: their hands. If you are a carpenter and you can build a troll house, comment below. Let us know, and we will oh uh, take that into consideration. And maybe, uh, yeah, you know, we'll let you know. We'll we'll see what happens here. But as I said, we've got a super fun show for you guys today. We've got stack that, smack that, and we'll explain what that is in a little bit. If you missed that from season one. But it's a grand old time. First things first, Wes, let's us jump into the news. We've got some exciting news today, as far as I'm aware. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We've got a new. We've got one new.
0: It's a not new. news. This is it's what, just one new. It's a
1: new. It's a new. we got a new. A singular new. The Rams signed Sony Michelle. <laughs> let's
0: ah! go! Cam Akers, the uh,
1: truthers, know. better watch out. Watch you out, guys. You never know.
0: No, I think I, I'm not. If, listen, to provide any sort of fantasy analysis on this that we can, I'm uh, personally not worried about Cam Akers. I think this was like a hey, um, uh, Kyron Williams doesn't look very good, and neither does, um, who was it? Something Evans? Was it, Evans, was it Zach Evans? Zach Evans, yeah. Uh, Zach Evans and Kyron Williams don't look very good. So maybe let's get another depth piece. That's it. That's all that's all I'm thinking this if is. Anything. I think it's still came in backfield. Yeah. So there's the fantasy analysis you can have on the grandpa Sony Michelle joining another team.
1: That's, <laughs> that's that. so think of as go. a grandpa. Yeah. Well there's I mean, there's fantasy analysis. There's some insight. Yeah. That's all that's happened this week. So Without further ado, let's just jump into stack that smack that.
0: Let's go, baby. Yes. Listen, if you play fantasy football, you know or you're familiar with the phrase of a stack. Uh, if you're not familiar, a stack in fantasy football is when you have it's usually a quarterback and then a, a, a star skill player for that team. Both of those players on your fantasy team. So that you you kind of you kind of get an advantage and you double up points a bit. Um, you know, it would be like if you had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Each time Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown to Travis Kelsey, which is a lot. It's a lot, you guys. You get you essentially get double the points. Instead of, you know, instead of having just Travis Kelsey and getting six points for the touchdown, you then also get four another four or six points, depending on your scoring settings, for Patrick Mahomes throwing the touchdown. So it's one play bringing in double the points, essentially, to your team. So there are lots of great stacks that, you know, you got you – got, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, or Devontae Smith, even with Jalen Hurts. You Tua and Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell. You know, those are the the, the big ones people think about and talk about. But we want to provide a little bit more of some interesting stacks for you to think about, something to give more thought to and, and something that we want to talk about and just share why we think these will be beneficial stacks for you in the fantasy football season. With that, though, Wes Tell us who is the two players making up your stack, your stack that for this year in fantasy football. My stack that, this
1: interesting, I think really great stack is going to be Kirk Cousins and Alexander Madison. I thought for a moment, maybe it's Justin Jefferson and Alexander Madison, or it's Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Well, I then looked at the ADP, and Justin Jefferson is first overall. So it's really hard to imply that Justin Jefferson can even be stacked unless you're the first pick overall. But take a look at this. Just a reminder, as we've talked about Alexander Madison, at least I have for several weeks now, his ADP is still 56 overall overall. It's still in the sixth round. Maybe it's the fifth round. It's someone I'm worth. Uh, I'm willing to reach on if you watched the last episode. If you haven't, check out the YouTube video. Kirk Cousins, his ADP is 95 overall. So this is a very attainable stack based on the ADP. Now, just a reminder, Alexander Madison, okay, on an average, he gets 20 points per game. And when we convert that into the way that Dalvin Cook was utilized last year, that's still about 15 points per game. And that still would have been RB5 last season. And just some of the math that we did, if he's going—if you think he's going to get 12 or more touches a game, then he is very likely going to be RB10 or better. So there's that alone. But... Kirk Cousins has been slept on in the fantasy world since he has been a starter. He has never done worse than QB 15 his entire career as a starter. He has an average of finishing QB 9 his entire career since 2015. QB 8, QB 5, QB 6. Welcome to Minnesota. QB 12, 15, 11, 11. And last year was QB 8. On top of that, there is a statistic that the wide receiver one on the season, the QB that's throwing to the best wide receiver fancy that season, also finishes around QB 9. So you have a top 10 running back and a top 10 QB potentially right there. This offense, if you have the running back, the starting running back, and the quarterback, you get every single point from this Minnesota Vikings offense. And we really believe they're going to be very good because then you introduce Jordan Addison. Whenever he starts to excel this season as a rookie, he's going to help as well. Keep in mind, for those that don't know, they were the seventh highest scoring offense last year, sixth most offensive play calls last year. And as Noah mentioned in his excitement for Jordan Addison, third most passing attempts as well. Top 10 running back, top 10 QB. You stack them together. This Vikings offense is going to get a lot of points. And let's not forget TJ Hawkinson's also there. I'm very interested in stacking Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison. I stack that. I like that, actually. Speaking of Kirk, I like that.
0: <clears throat> I like <laughs> That's that. my stack. There you go. It, it took me a second to, to figure out where you're going to go with this. Because usually, I mean, not, not that it's ever... Uh, it's not completely out of the ordinary, but when you think of a stack, you usually think a quarterback wide receiver or a quarterback tight end that sort of thing. You think of it as yeah. you know these plays are going you know who is the ball can go from who to who in a single play that sort of thing. And I slowly started to realize where you were going to go with this because yeah, if you stack them up, you are getting you're, you're getting every point from this offense. Like it, that's that's how it's gonna go, and mm-hmm. and whether it's and and then sometimes you may get lucky, and it'll be a it'll be a you know a receiving touchdown by Alexander Madison, and there'll be um, you know or something like that, or, or a long screen pass, something like that he can get involved in the run game. Um, again, like we said earlier, it's it, we don't really know what this will look like for Alexander Madison in the O'Connell era, but we do know that if he gets twelve touches a game, he'll be RB ten. Like, like that's, that's literally how his career trajectory has gone. So I like it a lot, and I think it's definitely something that is worth the value. I'm big on value, as I'll explain here in a little bit. But I think, um, yeah, I think that's a real – a stack that people aren't going to be thinking about. And I think that's something that people should be thinking about if they are listening to the show. Yeah, and it's it's that
1: thought of – acquiring literally every single point from this Vikings offense. You get Alexander Madison, you get Kirk Cousins. Everything has to go through at least one of them on every play. I mean, yes, it's not a 100% factor. You know, there's going to be maybe Ty Chandler, the backup running back, might fill in or something. Who knows? Barring injuries. I mean, all these things that you just don't know. But every single touchdown that the this high-scoring offense is going to get you will receive points for. And that, to me, is incredibly attractive, and that value is also remarkable. So for me, Vikings offense, Kirk Cousins, Alex Van Madison, I stacked that. Tell me who you are going to stack,
0: who you are interested in stacking, Noah. Happily, I will. I, you know, as I just said, I'm all about value. Last year, my stack was Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Obviously, that was a dumpster fire comparable to Satan's butthole. Um, but I'm back for more, and I'm back for more value because you can get both of these guys beyond the fifth round in your drafts, take the value and run, because I believe Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley are going to win leagues this year. Trevor Lawrence is one of my favorite picks in fantasy this year. He's coming off a 4,000-plus-yard season and 25 touchdowns, and I think he's going to do even more. And what's interesting is that a lot of people are predicting the Trevor Lawrence breakout and maybe we saw a little bit of it last year, but I think we're going to see it even bigger this year because he only had a 4.3% touchdown percentage last year on you know, every completion versus touchdowns, that sort of thing. That was 18th in the league, so that was not very good, but it was 18th in the league, and Trevor Lawrence was 7th in pass attempts in the league. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there It's showing that Dude, he's slinging it, but he's just not getting the ball in the end zone. And so we should see an uptick there. I think a big piece of that is going to be thanks to his new wide receiver, one Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has not played football in 611 days. But the last time we saw him, he was elite. Through five games in 2021, he was averaging over 10 targets per game and was on pace to finish the season with nearly 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. And that was in a very poor offense. With a very beyond his prime Matt Ryan throwing the football, I think having this duo on your fantasy team in 2023 is going to be lethal. You can get them after taking some key running backs or tight ends if you want to do that. I think getting both these guys is going to be very key to winning your leagues this year. I'm I'm I have high expectations for this stack, and I believe it's going to be something very very special. So I'm I'm really excited about Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, and I, I'm. Excited to stack them up if I can.
1: As you know, I have been on this Trevor Lawrence train for this whole season that we've been doing, uh, Fourth and Troll. Um, And I also can see there is going to be this breakout. And what's interesting, too, is that both Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence last year were both slinging it, but they just could not get it in the end zone. And they both have this piece to help with that. We have the new offensive coordinator in in Los Angeles to make that difference for Justin Herbert. Now Calvin Ridley can be that difference for Trevor Lawrence. It will be interesting to see where else the ball goes because Travis Etienne is still there, and uh, you know he's still very young and still very good. Uh, there's still um, the other C- Christian Kirk who may. Take away some touchdowns. Obviously, at some point, he'll take away touchdowns. Evan Ingram is still there in his franchise tag. But it, doesn't it feel like the, the ball is just going to end up in Calvin Ridley's hands? Almost. It really it, does. It feels, like, it feels like there's a really good percentage. Like, I'm not going to say as far as like Stafford Cooper Cup kind of numbers, where literally a third of Stafford's attempts were to Cooper Cup, which is insane. This was obviously yeah. in their Super Bowl run, um, but it do- it does feel like that there is going to be a lot of volume to Calvin Ridley, and I think it's absolutely worth taking Trevor Lawrence. You should take Trevor Lawrence, and if you do, yeah, stack stack that with Calvin Ridley. That's really cool, really interesting, and again, the value. I mean, it's some. I mean, part of the reason that Noah and I are talking about these different stacks is because like. Good luck stacking Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, you have you have those are your first two picks. You have to be high enough. You have to you have to need that stack in order. I mean, you have to be top three picks and just be like, I'm committed to this stack. I'm getting Jamar Chase no right. matter what, and then Joe Burrow no matter what. That's too much of an investment for us. And so this is what I especially love, just as you started out with. Um, and out of curiosity. Is that 611 days as of today, or is that 611 days for Calvin Ridley to play week
0: one? Is that as of right now? That is, that is 611 days as of today. So wow. by the time the season starts, we'll be close to just under like 700 days. That's amazing. World, wow, nearly, okay. nearly two years.
1: And that's probably why his ADP is, I mean, that is why his ADP has dropped to where it is, is that it's that same Deshaun Watson factors. Like when you last played, you were really great, but it's been some time, but it's worth it. I think that's really interesting. Well done, Noah. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Thanks. Appreciate that. Let's talk about now the opposite here. Stacks we don't want. Stacks we are smacking, smacking away, smack that. Wes, Give us a stack that you're just saying smack that and tell us why. What's like why? Why are we just staying away here from these guys? I it's, I
1: say smack that to Jimmy Garoppolo and Devonte Adams. So Devontae Adams, you should draft, duh, but you do not need Jimmy Garoppolo to add any more points. Jimmy Garoppolo has never. Never been a fantasy football quarterback. He has never done better than QB 15 in his career. And I know, I know that a good portion of his career was backing up Tom Brady in New England. But on top of this, he has only finished a full season twice-ish. I mean, ish. He has not fully played a full season. He has never done better than QB 15. And to put that into numbers, uh, on the best season Jimmy Garoppolo had as a quarterback, that best season, 2019, they went to the Super Bowl and he averaged 15 points a game. And think about the weapons... That they already had in San Francisco. I know Debo wasn't quite Debo yet, but he was still Deboing. There were so many great weapons, and still nothing. In fact, you could see what he did last year with a Debo Samuel and a Christian McCaffrey and a surging Brandon Ayuk, and he still didn't get all of these points. He's yeah. not a fantasy football quarterback. Don't be worried about Devontae Adams. You can have a great wide receiver that doesn't have a great fantasy quarterback, but don't stack Jimmy Garoppolo with Devontae Adams. Smack that. Don't do it. Don't just, it, it, There's you're not going to have any special insight because Garoppolo's on a new team. There's no, so don't, don't worry about Josh McDaniels and just any kind of New England system That's all a lie. I've never believed it. Let me just say, I've never believed in this New England system. All right. It's just Bilicek is a good defensive coach. Brady ran the show on offense. That was it. That's it. I'm not buying into Garoppolo and New England and all this garbage. So smack that. Don't take, don't even draft Garoppolo.
0: I didn't mean to get like all you, of a sudden. I just—it's like you read my mind because as you were going, I was like, I "Just, just." I, I don't think this happens, <laughs> obviously, but in my mind, I was like, "Man, what if the connection they had in New England is just going to come back and like, what if Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to be?" Like, the second coming of Brady for the second half of his career. Like, what if? What if we're all wrong? And Jimmy Garoppolo just throws the ball 700 times this season and throws (laughs) for 5,500 yards and 58 touchdowns. And it's just like, we're just like, oh, well, I guess they saw something there in New England when they were doing I'm just like, what? Like, what are the – like, how absurd. I mean, and then we just – and then we just hit the Raiders as much as we hit the Patriots, probably, just because it was like, well, there you go. Probably, you know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I fully agree with you, Wes. I think, you know, Adams, I hope his ADP falls, that'll make him a little more attractive to me if I can get him, like, midway in the second round, maybe, like that sort of thing. Like, that would be a little more intriguing to me. But it is just interesting. It's, it's obviously he's now had – this will be his third different quarterback in three years. Fourth, actually, if you want to count Jarrett Stidham, and so it's like you know what well, he yep. he did a little he did a little bit with Jared Stidham, like we saw some good games there. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe would say is better than Jarrett Stidham, so I think Jimmy Garoppolo can still provide value enough for Devonte Adams to be a borderline wide receiver one, like maybe a, a back end wide receiver one, that sort of thing. I have my doubts. I'm I'm a little I'm a little less uh, eager to get Devontae Adams on my team this season due to just his situation. But, um, yeah, Jim McRavlo should be in a trash can, dude. Uh, just don't even. He should go undrafted. He should just. He just, just, just he, He's not going to provide value. It's it's we we, we the all turn. know.
1: Turn <laughs> the turn of going like. I mean, what if he's the second coming of Brady? And then to finish you with put him in a trash can. Yeah. Don't let it's... him into our property. <laughs> just yeah, hated yeah, he just... him. Oh. Anyway, no, point being, Devontae Adams will still likely be a top 10 wide receiver, but you're gonna have a great wide receiver and a mediocre fantasy quarterback. So that's my smack that. Tell us which stack. You are smacking, my friend.
0: I I might try and do a transition there, just like I hope I. Oh, yeah. We'll do that in post. Yeah. Like like an equals three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'll be nice. Um, Listen, I'm smacking the new favorite Chicago Bears duo. All right. I'm smacking away Justin Fields and DJ Moore. This one's hard for me because a lot of people are really high on Justin Fields this year, and I still have him inside my top 10. I still think he's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. It's just hard to justify pairing an exciting new stack with, you know, Justin Fields and DJ Moore when Justin Fields was 27th in the league in pass attempts last year and averaged only 150 yards per game. Like, that's kind of difficult for me to be like, Oh, you know what this screams—an elite wide receiver quarterback duo. Like this is like that's not the case for me here. I just don't see the value. I I have Justin Fields top ten. It's not because of the passing game. It is it is because of his ability to run the football, and he's special in that regard. But they just this team doesn't really pass. And I know a lot of people are like, well, like, you know, he's gonna have a full fleet of weapons, and it's like. Yeah, that's fine. They just—it's just a scheme thing. I think I don't think they're going to be passing the football, uh, and I and I just don't trust it to be beneficial enough to you, especially on a consistent basis with DJ Moore, who surpassed four receiving yards or four receiving touchdowns for the first time in his five-year career just last season. Like like he had never gone over four touchdowns. Year after year, we were all like, "It's got to happen this year." Come on, it's just the regression. Like, it's got, it's, it's, he's getting unlucky and all stuff. And it's like, well, he's in year five and it just happened. So, and I mean, granted, the Panthers' quarterback play was terrible last year. So, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe they do end up being this duo. We have seen time and again, Josh Allen gets Stephon Diggs, he turns into an elite passer. Jalen Hurts gets. AJ Brown he turns into an elite passer. Tua gets Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddell as well and turns into an elite passer. You know, Joe Burrow gets Jamar Chase. We, we, we've seen it all happen. Those are, those are the stacks you want. I don't think this is I don't think this is the stack that you want. So I am smacking that away. To get both of these guys on your team, you have to spend two of your top five picks to make it happen. And I just, they're both, they're both going in the fifth round. And I just don't think that's worth it at this point to make that kind of sacrifice. I think or, uh, Justin Fields is going earlier. I think DJ Moore is going in the fifth round. That's what I've seen on fantasypros.com is where I was looking at that, which combines a few different options there. But I just don't think it's worth it. you got to spend big picks early to get these guys on your team. And like I said, it's just that this team isn't going to throw the ball. I don't think it's going to be a situation where, you know, it, the, the the rough around the edges quarterback gets the receiver and then just goes nuclear like this they there's only 32 teams in the NFL guys and he you know he was 27 so i just i don't see it i don't think it's worth it and so for that reason i'm staying away from the bears duo Justin Fields I'm excited about but i don't i'm not going to try and pair him up with DJ Moore i just don't, i just don't think they're going to connect on a consistent basis the same way that some of these other guys can and will. And so, for that reason, smack, smack that away. Get him out of here. You, Chicago, eh? You Chicago.
1: Da Bears. Da, da bears. bears. Shea Ferris um, Bueller. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that you're saying this because there is, I think, a regular real-world appeal to this connection. I think there is – a likely some kind of bu- building up between DJ Moore and just helping the passing game improve, but but we don't talk about the real world here. We talk about fantasy nope. and and I'll just admit, as I've, I've admitted before, uh, that I, I've disrespected DJ Moore as a wide receiver, and in Carolina he succeeded and did great and did. Uh, he did his best. I wouldn't say he did great. He did right. his best because he had like eight different quarterbacks in like yeah. three or four years. It was absurd. And even last year, oh my gosh, he had every quarterback in the world. Yeah. He didn't get a 1,000 yards last season, but the previous three or four seasons, he did have a 1,000 yards. And there was that. But in fantasy, that can only do so much when you're only getting four touchdowns. So he doesn't yeah. have a 1,000 yards last season. He gets seven touchdowns, but he doesn't have a thousand yards. So he's good. He's fine. Yeah. But I think it's just a great reminder, is what you're saying, Noah, is that the Justin Fields hype in fantasy this year has nothing to do with the passing game. Yeah. It is all his legs. It is the ru- the rushing upside has. Put has gotten me to believe that he his ceiling is QB three on the season. Like there is a real possibility he could be a top ten quarterback, and that's just because that's the position that the Bears have given him is quarterback. But the fantasy football value is the rushing upside. DJ Moore, as exciting as that trade was to get the first pick overall, yes. Thank you for that reminder. It's. Nothing else, Dad. I'm just, I'm just agreeing and very, very pleased to know that. And that golly, he's. I mean, the fifth is sixth round for DJ Moore. I mean, no offense, but that's yeah. That's kind of high.
0: Like I'm gonna it's take Calvin Ridley over me. him any day of the week. Like it's, like, I'm a Justin
1: Herbert's there.
0: Yeah, what a steal. Yeah. There's just, there's just so many other options available. So, for for all those reasons, that's just yeah, Bears. The bear's duo is dead. I just was trying to keep going with the alliteration Almost. there.
1: I like, yeah, De bear's dead is dead. D-
0: g- d- gone. D- Words the smack are, <laughs> dead. Long, it's 100, guys. It's 113 degrees, okay? It's hot. It's, <laughs> <I> just, like, <laughs> We're melting. I gotta go get in the pool. I gotta get in the pool, yeah. Listen. Fair enough. That's it. Let's stack that, smack that. It's always one of my favorite episodes that we do. Always so fun to just dive in, talk about the, 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 just if this is truly beyond like drafting beyond the research you can do this is this is a level up this is this is a this is a head start this is a jump ag- a jump ahead of of your other fantasy you know league mates you know that sort of thing you are getting a leg up on these guys by pairing up some of these great duos that you can get with great value, that sort of thing. So that is going to do it for the show. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. Are you buying in on Calvin Ridley's return with Trevor Lawrence? Are you smacking away Jimmy Garoppolo and Devonte Adams. Let us know in the comments while you're there. Subscribe, ring the bell, make Tuddy the Troll smile by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a like, and be sure to check us out on all our social medias below Join us next Tuesday. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been For the Troll Fans.